I've got a phantasmagorical machine. Oh, and I've got something even more exciting. I've got admin, admin, admin. Yes. Welcome to Date Fight. It's a podcast that's still going inexplicably, even over the summer, uh, where we take things that occurred on this day in history and we pitch them against each other. Yes, he's Jake Yap. I'm Nat Tapley. None of you are listening because you're all on holiday. And joining us today to decide which of the two things that you won't hear is best is Lizzie Roper. Four. I've been pickling all day, so I smell of vinegar. I am literally like that character. Yeah, yeah. Oh, pickling, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vinegar, vinegar breasts. Mm. I think it's a polite way of calling it. They call her Pickle Lizzie. Um, (laughs) Nat, you're quarantining, is that right? Not yet. I'm still in. Are you still in Don LaFonk's? I thought you were coming back on Saturday. No, no, I'm coming back on Wednesday. You lied. Why did you lie? He lied. Like every other man I've ever known. I expect you were making pickle, were you? (laughs) I'm going to take us to the 17th of August, 1836, and perhaps the most exciting event ever to have happened in August. It's the Marriage Act. Yeah, because ever since 1753. (laughs) (laughs) It's never a dress rehearsal. Um, uh, Since 1753, the only legally recognised marriages in England and Wales had been between people who went to the Church of England or Jews or Quakers, not Roman Catholics, Hindus, Muslims or atheists. Everyone had to be married by the Church of England. Roman Catholic priests used to advise Catholics to go and get married in Church of England, then have second marriages in Catholic churches so they could have all the stuff they liked. Otherwise, their marriages would not be valid and their wives would have no recourse if the husbands left. Uh, the marriage oh, act. Oh, they had such massive recourses anyway, didn't they? No, eighteen thirty-six. Go to the poorhouse. Off to the poorhouse with you. Um, eighteen thirty-six meant that everyone of any religion could be married, and marriage became a civil rather than a religious act. Henry Philpot, the Bishop <laughs> of Exeter, haven't been well- to any of my family's <laughs> weddings. <laughs> Not very civil at all. Um, Bishop of Exeter said it was, this was a danger to the British constitution. Um, the partners may take one another, for better or worse, without calling on God to witness the plighted troth. And as we all know, if God doesn't witness the plighted troth, it's mm. quite often worthless. As he must be very does witness. Yes. Mm. And then he has to watch them at night, doesn't he? He has to make sure yes, he has that, to it, make sure that, that it goes they, in. they get a hole in one, otherwise it's all bits yeah, off. Otherwise, it, it, yep. It doesn't count. Anyway, so that's the day that God stopped watching you in bed, the 17th of August, 1836, (laughs) and the government started doing it instead. What have you got? Well, I've got uh, the 17th of August, 1908, actually. Now, do you know what a phantasmagoria is? No. Really? No, I don't. Well, (laughs) the title of a children's book. Well, I thought well, it was one of those sort of, out to be an sort of slightly made up sort of words like supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, you know what I mean? Because it features mm. in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang or something, doesn't it? Yeah. Yes. Uh, but no, it was a form of horror theatre. And they would use all kinds of techniques to scare the bewillikins out of you. So they'd use magic lanterns to project frightening images like skeletons or demons or ghosts onto the walls. They use smoke. They use semi-transparent screens. Uh, They'd use portable projectors that they could make it move and freak everybody out and stuff. Uh, And they'd use sounds and decoration and stuff. They'd also do things like electrocuting the audience they'd make them fast or be exhausted or give them drugs to really freak them out what sort of drugs 
Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I don't, <laughs> yeah. Do you want sweet, yeah. salty or morphine? So um, they started, it was in Germany in the late 18th century, like they do seances, but then they were like, we, mm. should, we should beef this up a bit. We could really make it pop. Yeah. Uh, and then the whole kind of thing uh, spread. So on the 17th of August, 1908, what happened? Well, the first animated cartoon uh, was shown in Paris, and it was called Fantasmagorie. Oh. It was created by Emile Cole. And... <laughs> he fell out of French by the end of his name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> My name is uh, Emile. Yeah, Emile, Emile what? Carl. Anderson. Carl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anna Carl. Barbera. So um, it's thought to be the first... Uh, animated cartoon it's a sort of stick man uh there's a stick man kind of walking along who looks like a normal human and behind there's this sort of diminutive clown figure of fun who gets up to all kinds of mischief i've watched it you can see it online and is it worth the seven minutes it is worth the seven minutes it's actually really good um it's very sort of fanciful and it's just sort of a mad kind of stream of consciousness thing. It's 700 drawings. It took uh, months and months and months to, to run. Um, but it was, um, it's really good. I, and I kind of feel like more people should know about it. I didn't know about it. They, they mm. borrowed things like stop, uh, stop motion techniques, which Georges Méliès yeah. had done before. But this was the first mm. 100% drawn animation uh, of all time Fantasmagorie <laughs> and it's worth having a look at Lizzie what's so funny what's the mm. what's funny <laughs> uh, 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 well, it's just you've got a funny French accent sir isn't it <laughs> merci c'est très gentil c'est trop gentil right let's do the rest no 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 <laughs> I want to get some more I want to thumb in some more French accent because Lizzie oh, likes it yes mm, pitié Lizzie <laughs> Uh, Not vous, to be vous, outdone. Mais je propose le mariage avec toi. Oh. Oh, le mariage civil ou religieux uh, well, no, Pas dans l'église. Pas dans l'église, non. Dans le bifabine. Dans, dans le bifitaire. Ouais. Dans le, le buffet. Dans le bifabine. Vous connaissez C'est juste yeah. derrière l'église. C'est un, une poubelle avec le nom Bifa écrit là-dessus. A, a, a bag of what C'est un. You know, uh, you know what is a bifa bean? Uh, oh, um, a rubbish bin. A bifa bean. Ouais, c'est ça. What's that got to do with marriage? Il propose propose le marriage. You're right, you're right. I'm doing that. Nats, that was Nats for me. A, that was for me. Nat's got a hot tub. I've got to a hot tub waiting outside. Whatever. Happy birthday to Davy Crockett, the frontiersman famous for his raccoon skin cap, who probably never went much to the frontier. He was actually um, a congressman who opposed Andrew Jackson uh, and said he would move to Texas if Martin von Buren got elected, and did when he did. Uh, he died at the Alamo, having surrendered and being a total coward. Although later, people said that they found his body next to 16 Mexican corpses with a knife in his hand. But then everyone who was there said, no, he just surrendered straight away. I have no um, trouble with people being cowards. I have thank no God. trouble. Thank God. In, in the middle of battle. <laughs> yeah, you're exactly the right just, podcast. <laughs> it's just, it's Moral or physical? Because we've got one of each. Just, just physical. Just, you know, if, if, there, if there are weapons involved, I'm a coward. I'm lying down and I'm surrendering. You can have whatever you like. I was going to go on that march for cowards' rights, but I just thought <laughs> it might turn a bit. Happy birthday. To I love that Nat's like, your jokes aren't good <laughs> enough, I'm plowing on. 
There's nothing to be gained here. These furrows are barren. Okay, fine. Happy death day to Otto Stern, the German-American physicist and Nobel Prize winner who was nominated for no- more Nobel Prizes than anyone else. 82 times he was nominated for the Nobel Prize. Um, he oh, was some of them were fixes. Silesia. Come off it. I just want to keep yeah. wanting to interrupt because I'm just being cruel and I want to keep Nat out. <laughs> Is that bad? Is that no, wrong with me? No, that's I think that's really great, Lizzie. <laughs> He ran away from the Nazis because he was born Jewish in Silesia and he left the University of Hamburg in 1933 and moved to the University of Pittsburgh. That's it. That's Otto Stern. He was good. He won the Nobel Prize. That's it. Done. Bye. (laughs) Splash. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me, when you do a hot tub, do you have your trunks on or do you I don't know. I haven't got in yet. You're joking. Mm. What, what, have you just arrived? Yes. Jarive, Jarive, Alain, <laughs> yeah, Show. I listened to the two of your voices and I just arrived. Is, is it? Jarive. <laughs> I think, I think the verb you're groping for is jouir, but that's another story. Well, is everyone oh, else what? in the hot tub already? Yes. Oh, man. Oh, the agony. Oh, I see. It's going to be like bouillon by the time you get in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so, turned off the bubbles. Family. <laughs> it's be a beast. Yeah. I could use Human beast. <laughs> Use it to poach some chicken breasts later. <laughs> Neither man nor beast. When my parents first bought this house, there was a jacuzzi in the. I'm mm. just talking about anything rather than coming back to the conclusion. <laughs> yeah. There was there was a hot tub in the conservatory, and they invited their mates mm. over. And I walked into the room, and there were there were six sort of septuagenarian sat in a jacuzzi with wrinkles all over the place and it just looked like pensioner soup it was one of the most alarming (laughs) things I've ever seen were there any croutons (laughs) oh plenty of them surely conservatory's the wrong place to have it because that must steam up a lot if you really well, no, because the, the bloke who used the bloke who used to live here um, mm. uh, put the jacuzzi in there specifically for the intention of having orgies, orgies mm. in the house. Mm. Um, it's quite a private garden, but at the top mm. of the lane lives a vicar. And one day, one day there was quite a lot of noise coming from our garden, apparently. And so uh, the people in the uh, jacuzzi looked up and discovered that the vicar had sort of walked around the side of the house, taken one look at what was going on, and walked away again. Mm. So always go further. That is the moral of that story. No, right. that's that's a mm. bad that's a bad moral. <laughs> that's a very bad moral. If you want the vicar to leave you alone, do something really bad. And I'll and that's a little hot tip for me, Nat, for when you get into that hot tub with your friend. Thank you. I will um, that's all. use that if <laughs> that's that ever happens. Right. Um, okay, eighteen thirty six, the Marriage Act. Oh, that was a that was a that was a terrible thing to happen, wasn't it? That was a terrible step back. Oh, did it give women extra, any extra rights, or did it just no, add no, to the silly. list just of extra woes? Admin. Yeah, whereas nineteen oh eight took us to the Phantasmagoria and Paris and an excessive use of French accents. And uh, <laughs> for that reason, um, and mm. the fact that Nathaniel Tapley has got a hot tub to go to, the points have got <laughs> to go to Jacob Young. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. One, one. One, 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 could it be could it be any more tense as we go into day three of this week's day five? I don't think so. I don't think so. We'll see you tomorrow. If you can even contain yourself. Yes, for more August fun. Nothing happened in August. Because everyone was on holiday in a hot tub. Yes. <laughs> Keep going, son. We'll see you tomorrow. Get in there. Get in my son. <laughs>